The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to his disciples, Take care not to perform righteous deeds in order that people may see them. Otherwise, you'll have no recompense before your heavenly Father. When you give alms, do not blow a trumpet before you, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, to win the praise of others. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give alms, do not let your left hand know what your right is doing, so that your almsgiving may be secret, and your Father, who sees in secret, will repay you. When you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners, so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go to the inner room, close the door, and pray to your Father in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will repay you. When you fast, do not look gloomy like the hypocrites. They neglect their appearance so that they may appear to others to be fasting. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that you may not appear to be fasting, except to your Father who is hidden. And your Father who sees what is hidden will repay you. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Do you remember that little uh, commercial that Coca-Cola put out maybe 25 years ago or so? I'm sure you remember, Deborah. <laughs> it had this wonderful jingle, this wonderful little tune that was so popular and caught people's attention so, so widely that they actually made it into a pop song and it went around the world and made everybody feel good about themselves and about the world. It began like, um, I'd like to teach the world to sing. In perfect harmony. See, you know it. <laughs> you know, that was a wonderful little jingle. Somebody really caught something when they invented that and wrote that. And, and it really does kind of express our human innate optimism about life and about how, you know, we can, we can change things on this planet. We can make this world a better place. You know, we can just sing the world into, into more 
perfect harmony and peacefulness and graciousness and kindness and, and put an end to wars and, and put an end to injustices and put an end to poverty and make sure everybody is feeling in their lives like they are appreciated and respected. Let's just sing such a world into existence. I'd like to sing, you know, that way. Make the world harmonious again. Well, that's been, what, 25 years or so since that little song went around the world and touched so many people with its buoyant optimism. Um, even without a bottle of Coke, it still kind of clicked. Um, but here we are, all these years later, and, you know, we didn't really succeed in singing the world into harmony. Our world is still pretty much the same mess it was back then. You know, we stop one war and start three more. Uh, the injustices seem to spread. Um, the taking of life, innocent life, increases seemingly at a, at a multiples of ten. It's only, what, not even two months into this year and we've already had 18 school shootings in this country including today. So what's wrong? You know, why can't we just sort of make the world the better place that we all want it to be? You know, a place free of war, a place free of lying, a place free of injustice and poverty and oppression and unhappiness. It seems like we should be able to do it. Like it should be something that we can do in our hands. You know, that we can create and build this new world on the planet Earth and make everything right. I'd like to teach the world to sing perfect harmony. And why not after all? You know, it's kind of the same with us Christians. You know, we have the foundation of our of our faith, this extraordinary optimism about the world. You know, we recognize the world's a tough place, of course, but, but we believe that because of God's goodness, you know, we really can make our world a better place, that there's this thing called the kingdom of God or the reign of God or the kingdom of heaven that Jesus proclaims and teaches is, is at hand. It's not that far away. It shouldn't be that difficult to make this world the world that God wanted it to be, has always wanted it to be. We have this resurrection experience at the heart of our faith that is filled with light and goodness and joy. Why can't that spread? It should spread. It should enliven people. It should make us more compassionate and more loving and more filled with light ourselves. But after 2,000 years, here we are. And we haven't changed the world. We haven't made it the kingdom of God that maybe we thought we could way back when, in the early years after Jesus' resurrection. We've participated in way, way too much of the evil and the oppression and the darkness that so often covers the face of our earth rather than building up the kingdom of God. So what's wrong with us? Why can't we make it happen? 
Why can't we do what the Gospels proclaim and really live as Jesus lived and really make the kingdom of God happen here and now in our families, in our homes, in our neighborhoods, in our world for heaven's sake? But maybe the answer to that question is, is kind of tipped in this evening's Gospel reading. There's one word that gets repeated over and over and over again in tonight's Gospel. It's not a pretty word by any means. Jesus tells his disciples, you know, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't be like the hypocrites. Don't be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in public, who love to show off their holiness, who love to show how cool they are by giving money to the poor and then bragging about it. Don't be like that. Hypocrite, hypocrite, hypocrite. And maybe that's our problem. Maybe that's our weakness. Maybe that's why the kingdom of God ain't happening the way we would have hoped it might happen. Maybe that's why we're not singing and teaching the world to sing in perfect harmony. Because, because, well, we might as well admit it, especially on Ash Wednesday, we're hypocrites too. Sad though it is to say, when we look into our hearts and kind of examine our lives, you know, in a very realistic way, we know that the things we profess, we know that the things we believe, we know the things that we hope for, are not always the things we do. They're not always the way we act. We don't live like Jesus so much of the time. We don't love our neighbor. We don't forgive. We're not compassionate. We're not caring. We don't stand up for justice because we're afraid of so many things. And so, you know, it's easy for us to say, oh, those Pharisees, those Sadducees, those high priests, what hypocrites they were. But in our own way, we're hypocrites too. Because we don't live as fully as we could, as fully as we should. The simple message of hope, of Jesus, his way, his gospel. And if this day and these ashes and this Lenten season are meant to do anything, they are meant to call us back, to take a good look in our own hearts, to humble us, to make us realize that, that there's so much in us that is still not yet kingdom of godly. There's still so much of us that is not Jesus-y. There's still so much of us that is not loving, not caring, not compassionate. And that's a hard realization. And that's why we recommit ourselves through these ashes and through our prayers through our gathering today, through our promises, through our fasting, through our, our works of goodness and charity, through our, our prayer, to open our hearts anew, to rend them anew, so that they can receive the mercy and the light and the life of our God and hold those gifts and share them with our world. 
that we can be free of the hypocrisy of pretending to be holy when we're not really that holy. Of pretending to be good when we're not really that good. Of pretending to be loving when we know we harbor so much that is unloving in our hearts. This day, this Ash Wednesday attracts us. It attracts more people usually than a lot of the other feasts of the church. Is it because we just want a little bit of black on our forehead? Or is it because we really truly want to be humble before God and to love and to care and each of us in our own way to build up the kingdom of God in some little way and really work to teach our world through the grace and the way of Jesus how to sing in harmony, how to live in peace, how to love in mercy, how to be compassionate in joy, how to hope, how to hope that this world with all of its troubles indeed can be infused with the grace of Christ and make us the world God created us to be. So let us now bless these ashes that they re remind us of our need to rend our hearts, return to the Lord, give ourselves over to love, to life, to the way of the gospel anew.